G'day teabaggers, it's uh, Saturday, March 22nd as I put up this 100th episode of Faux Fop starring uh, my best mate and the hilarious Justin Hamilton. Uh, it was going to go up a week ago, but uh, I've been experiencing a lot of shitty hotel internet. In fact, I've loaded this one on my phone, so that should cost me excellent news. Uh, anyway, you should go and check out Justin uh, doing his show uh, at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. My show starts at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival from Tuesday. The first three nights are cheap previews and yeah, I start on Tuesday a few days before the festival at the uh, Comedy Theatre so um, would love if you came along. Uh, my opening night, my press night is the Friday night uh, so if you want to come along on press night which is always a fun night uh, then uh, uh, next Friday is uh, is my press night anyway I'm not going to ramble too much up the top I just wanted to mention that and I wanted to mention the fact uh, that I have added an extra show in Brisbane tonight so I have a 10.30 show at the Powerhouse tonight so if you couldn't get tickets to my Brisbane season we're doing a late show tonight at 10.30 at the Powerhouse if you hear this today and most importantly I wanted to uh, let people know about the live uh, TOEFOP the first ever live TOEFOP and yes when we say live TOEFOP that means Charlie and I doing the podcast again. It's been, uh, well, it's been nearly two years, but uh, since we've, uh, well, 18 months, I guess, but like it's been a long while since we've done the podcast together. Uh, we will record it, but chances are we won't be able to put it up because uh, we have to run it by Channel 7 first. And if I know how those late night uh, live shows go I'm guessing they won't let us put it up at least while his contract's on uh, we'll keep it for the future uh, down the track but if you want to see it, it might, you might have to come and see it live um, I know a lot of people have already expressed interest in coming to the show um, it is on the uh, 19th of April which is the last Saturday night of the festival it is in the supper room which is where we did Superpod. Um, it is at 11.15 uh, at night. So uh, 11.15 uh, on the Saturday, all, all the profits from the show are going to the Royal Children's Hospital Appeal. Um, so it's a charity gig also. Um, look, uh, basically what I wanted to tell you was the tickets will go on sale either Monday or Tuesday. Uh, at this stage, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking it'll probably be Tuesday. I will post all the details on the Twitter and the Facebook as soon as I have them. But from the interest that's been shown, I'm imagining it's going to sell out pretty quick. So I just wanted to make sure that everyone had an opportunity to know uh, that the, the first ever live TOEFOP, uh, maybe the only ever live TOEFOP is at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival on April 19. Myself, Charlie, and a bunch of uh, special guest Charlies, I imagine as well, will be there on the night. Enjoy the 100th episode. Cheers. The following episode of FOFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I am Will Anderson and welcome to the hundredth episode. Oh really? <laughs> well why not? Why not? I'm only a couple of episodes away from the hundredth episode and somebody asked me online the other day, they're like, Are you gonna do something special for the hundredth? Yeah, I'm and here. In my in my usual way, I was like, no. But now I've decided that I'm going to. So here it is. got to celebrate milestones. You're here. I'm here. You were meant to be here for the first episode. You were kind of here for the unofficial first episode. Yeah. So it's nice to be here for the hundredth. People previous... always love when you're on the show. Oh, you know, I was going to thank you. Uh, I have yes, had... Charlie Clawson, Justin Hamilton. Oh, in case anyone wondered. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good reminder for me too. Uh, I have had a number of people who have come to my show in the Adelaide Fringe via this podcast. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so that's nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's... Um... They're like, you're heaps more interesting when Will doesn't interrupt you with his own bullshit stories we've heard a million times. It was one of the inspirations for doing a show. <laughs> <laughs> there are more. There are points in the show where I keep thinking, why is Will not saying anything? We should do a version that goes for like two and a half hours where it's the 55 minutes of your show and me just interrupting to tell boring old stories of mine that people have heard a million times. We'll go off on a tangent. <laughs> Somehow we're talking about Christopher Nolan. Anyway, I was in Kandahar. Right. <laughs> But you know what I uh, really appreciate from uh, from being on this podcast and being guests on others and with my own is that the the fans are different and right. they're so uh, they're so lovely and they're they're really up for a chat and yes. I'm, I really enjoy that I enjoy having well a- essentially you've been having like a long chat with them that they haven't been able to contribute to right 
so like they were like, well, this is like a this is like a podcast that I can talk at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I should carry a microphone around, and they right. can be on the podcast. In fact, that can be our show. Now it has to be like a twenty four hour show because everybody gets to have their say as well in the audience. <laughs> right. So <laughs> fuck you, Mark Watson. We're coming for your title. <laughs> we're we're going to do a twenty five hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I still won't finish my show. <laughs> and I still won't finish the stories they start at the start of the fucking show. This is perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> we can do this. It'll be uh, sponsored by whatever coffee would like to sponsor us. I, 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 well, you know what I enjoy is sometimes I will finish a story much later on, or, or in a rep- recent episode I retold a story and got closure on the story, right. and I feel like they're Easter eggs. I yeah. feel like if you're listening to the whole thing, yeah, you get to see things paid off. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a Joss Whedon thing. That's right. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, I was. Gonna, it's also we're taking uh, the idea of forward selling in radio to a whole new degree. It's not going to come up after this ad break. It's not right. going to come up after the Kings of Leon. It's Who gonna, the fuck knows when it's going to come up? Oh, we don't know either. Mid thought. <laughs> <laughs> you better listen because I don't know when it's going to happen either. You can't set a set your timer for it. <laughs> uh, we're in Adelaide during the Adelaide Fringe. It's your first uh, time back at the Adelaide Fringe for a little while doing the show. How long has it been? Uh, I haven't. Uh, so I didn't attend the Fringe at all last year for the first time since nine. 1990. Fuck, man. First time I hadn't performed at it since 96. How did the Fringe survive without you? That's what I asked. Yeah, well, I had a I had a feeling it would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that I reckon that is a massive mistake that all artists make at some point. We've all made it at some point where you think, well, they're just going to really miss me when I'm not here. And then someone from the UK comes out who's delightful and no one really misses you. They're like, were you here? Oh, no, I saw Gordon Southern show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I kept all the way through it. I kept thinking, when did Hamo get laser eye surgery and turn out to be a lot more charming? I like this new thing he's doing where he's charming and British. (laughs) He's always playing a character. It must be his new thing. (laughs) That's what you should tell people. You shouldn't tell them you didn't come last year. You were like, didn't you see my show? Yeah. I did that thing where I pretended to be Gordon Southern. It went so well, I'm doing it this year as well as my own show. Right, yeah. Unfortunately, my Gordon Southern show is outselling me. Right. (laughs) People love that character. Right. I'm like... uh, it's like Dave Medner. Gordon Southern is my Dave Medner persona. That's, a, that's like me with um, uh, my other podcast, Philosophy, my occasional podcast that I do. Yeah. Um, it, it's much more popular per episode than this podcast is. Oh, really? And I hate that. Yes. I resent my own success. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> I hate the people. Oh. I hate the people who are listening to that who aren't listening to this. Yeah, why Fuck you, them. Why aren't you coming over? Yeah, come on, guys. Like, this is fun as well. well less less uh, philosophy, more prison rape. Like, right. What more do you want? <laughs> Maybe it's that slogan I'm using that's not getting them across. Look, I always thought it was a bit edgy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> took me by surprise. I did. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I was telling Will this last night, and I think you guys might appreciate it as well. Uh, you, you know when your friends become really famous, when he becomes one of the main questions you get asked on something where he's not a part of it. I reckon there's two things. You you become a question or you become uh, the pixelated photo on a crossword oh, in, yeah. in the TV week, which I'm sure you have. I must admit, the first couple of times I was in a crossword, I was like, fucking something's happened for Ando. Right. Not only do people have to know my name, but they have to know it through a series of clues. Right. <laughs> right. And they're, and, and they're going to have to be a proper fan because if they put two L's in the name, right. they are going to have a lot of trouble with this Can't crossword. Can't spell it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So uh, I was on Nova Radio. Although that said, I was walking to my gig last night in the gardens. And as far <laughs> as I know, yeah. I am the highest selling act in those gardens. Like, yeah. you know, the biggest, well, at least the biggest probably stand up act they've got going through those gardens. Yeah. And they'd spelled it wrong in chalk on the board out the front. So oh, I noticed that. Don't I- get up yourself, kids, is what my point is. <laughs> You can come back to this fringe for 16 years. You can sell pretty fucking well. Yeah. Still won't get your name right. Yeah, there's always going to be someone who can't afford a pen and just afford chalk who will bring you down. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. But it was funny. Uh, as I was saying to Will, the, the, the question, there were all these questions of, if you could go back 20 years, what would you do differently? And they give you all these different questions. Uh-huh. And one of them was, if you were Will Anderson and you could go back 20 years, what would you do differently? Was it 20 years? Uh, how, how, how many years was it? Because let, let's oh. go back. I'm happy to go back and see what we I should do differently. Oh, right. That's interesting. I, uh, I'm pretty certain it was 20. 20 years. So I've just started uh, – so I've not quite started doing comedy yet 20 years ago. You're still studying, aren't you? Right. Well, I've just – like if we go back 20 years, exactly, I'm probably just – 
So I just turned 40. So go back 20 years. Does that mean I've just turned 20? Yep. Okay. So I've just turned 20. That means it's my final year of uni. Okay. Right. So I'm into my final year of university. Right. So I'm working at the Fin Review in the Canberra Press Gallery. Yep. And um, I'm also studying full time in yep. my last year. But it was journalism full time. So it was like six contact hours a week or something. Right. That yep. many. And so... <laughs> And I was always really pissed off if I couldn't get it down to two days. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that was my big thing. I wanted to study on two days yeah. and uh, have five days off. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, good training for a comedian. Yeah, <laughs> well, for the first ten years anyway, right? <laughs> Not once it gets really serious. But then, uh, so you would have Eddie Vedder hair. Definitely had Eddie Vedder hair. Did you have? In fact, I'm going to show you a picture. While well, you keep talking, yep. and I'll find this picture. And uh, do you have a little tuft of hair just underneath your lip? Yes, I do. Well played. Yeah, they were the years. Like Eddie Vedder had a baby with Shannon Noll. Right, and uh, it was it, they were good for some people because they helped with jaw definition. Right, and other people it was. <laughs> A great place for a flea for a landing strip. Well, I've, I've found it really interesting <laughs> because at the moment I'm beardy. And uh, as uh, I've told you, but I haven't actually kind of like spoken about publicly, right. the beard staying on is a bet to myself because I had two aims with this show. One was to get it up to a stage where, you know, people were just really enjoying themselves when they came out and having a good time. Yeah. And I feel like I've, um, I was just saying this to you on the balcony that. Um, uh, Not a euphemism. There was <laughs> There is literally a balcony here. <laughs> <laughs> that you can't smoke on though, even though it's in the outdoors, or you'll right. get a hundred dollar fine. Right. Yeah. Talk about. But now that I've mentioned that on the podcast, I'm claiming that fucking fine. So take that majestic roof garden. Yeah. <laughs> this won't come out in time. They'll come after you. I'm keeping that letter you wrote me, and I'm going to put a fucking receipt on it, and that is going in my taxes. <laughs> Thanks for the content. <laughs> Apparently, I can't smoke in the outdoors anymore. What is that? Like, it's weird, that isn't is, it? That like, is I understand ridiculous. not smoking indoors, but it's yeah. a fucking balcony. It's a balcony. Why Why do you have a balcony? You know why? Because there's been some arsehole who has walked out onto the balcony and gone, oh, wait a minute, I can kind of smell a bit of smoke. Right. Well, this has ruined my whole experience. And that's what they're reacting to. Whereas they should just say, can you please never come back to our hotel? Right. <laughs> that's what they should do. <laughs> I would be I would be terrible running a hotel. I would okay, be so there's the truth all around. I'm going to show you a picture of me because uh, oh, Rusty okay. Bertha from the Scared Weird Little Guys has ah, written yes. a book, and the book is called "What and Give Up Showbiz: Behind the Scenes Tales from Laughter and Disaster from Australia's Top Comedy Acts." Yeah. Right? I I didn't have any stories, so I couldn't contribute. Well, because all my gigs have been awesome. <laughs> he said, "Do you have any?" Oh, no, no. Even the worst has been fucking amazing. <laughs> He said, are you certain? I said, I am certain. I'm an only child. <laughs> so uh, he's gone to James Penleadies, a famous uh, oh, right. old Melbourne photographer who does uh, a lot of the, the Melbourne Comedy Festival posters and stuff still. Jimmy the Pen. Jimmy the Pen. And if uh, if you've ever wondered what his, uh, his work is like, if you see a picture of a comedian and he's scratching the back of his head in a thoughtful way with his elbow pointing to the sky, that's that's some good Penleadies work. If you've ever seen a duo, a comedy duo, where yep. one of them's up the front and the one's leading behind them just from out doing something that's a bit un, 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 unsuspecting. 100% Penleadies. Jimmy the Pen. You're right there. He also did the calendar for the first uh, Puppetry of the Penis calendar. He right. shot all the dick tricks for that. Yep. And uh, here is a picture a of me lens. Um, from this, the fo the first photo shoot that I've ever done as oh a comedian. So you can describe to the listeners okay. uh, this photo that I hadn't seen until this book came out. Right. Awesome. This is fantastic. Oh, look at that guy. <laughs> That is amazing. They, they spelt your name correct, so there's a bonus. And, you know, oh, Lord, you are seven. You know what you do? You, you honestly look like I've suddenly seen you uh, going to primary school and you're the trendy kid. Right. Because it is, isn't it? Yep. But even – and it's um, – uh, like the, the the hunched shoulders and that, and it's you that are going, I reckon this is what I look like when I'm casual. <laughs> <laughs> thus, de thus defeating the purpose of being casual, right? But that's what it is. The hands in the pockets and it's like, and I feel like this that's a holdover. My, this from is a, my impression of casual. Yeah. This is an impression of Will Anderson just right. hanging out. Yeah. This is me going, yeah. this is what I believe you humans call casual. <laughs> Yes, that's not you. That's the that's the invasion of the body snatchers. It's Robo Will. It's Robo Will. Yeah. So long hair, long hair. You've, uh, you're a bit thinner now. Yep. That's a good thing, right? Right. Because it doesn't normally work that way. 
Oh, there's been periods where that wasn't the case. That's not, let's, we're talking about I've gone now. up and down, but if yeah. you, you were going a direct line from that photo to now, yes, yeah. I have got thinner. You're right. And if someone had honestly, like, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but if someone had put this up as a photo and said, uh, which moderately successful 19s grunge band from Brisbane once played with Regurgitator and who was the lead singer, they'd say, well, that would be the hips and that's Will Anderson. <laughs> Will Anderson and, and the, the hips. hips. Everyone remembers them. <laughs> Three stonking albums. Yeah, you know what? I, I look like... Uh, no, I, I think in that photo, what I look like more than anything is I look like if someone was doing a... What was Gavin Rossdale's band called? Bush. 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 Like, <laughs> so if I was Shrub, the Australian Bush experience... And I was like the lead singer, you're the lead, lead singer of Shrub. Oh my lord! Imagine if you were the lead singer of Shrub. Oh my god! Imagine the. Oh my lord! Look at the photo of Yeezy. Oh, I know. Oh my god! I'll, I'll try to post a couple of these photos. I'll take the, some photos on my phone and I'll put wow. them on the Facebook page. Yeah, so you can see. Like, no, you've got to be wrapped with your photo, uh, because Yeezy, like, like, you look at that photo and you think. You don't look at that photo and think that guy with the bangs right. is going to grow up to be in a suit on the project. <laughs> like, you don't. No. You think, I reckon that guy looks like he potentially has a really good career as a barman I really like. I think that's Not in the, a nasty way, because he's every man. Like, right. that's how he relates to people. But I think that's one of the great success stories of Hughesy. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, that people don't understand. Because comedians of our generation, we all uh, have such great respect for Husey as a comedian because right. we've all seen him like in full flight live which is how you should see Husey yes and if people have seen him over the last say five years when he's been busy doing the television and busy doing the radio yeah you've seen 75 percent Husey yeah because that's what which, we can and, do and, and guess what 75 percent Husey still fucking better than 75 percent of the people who do comedy right do you know what I mean like he's that yeah. good yeah, he but is. But I've, I've seen him lately now that he's not doing any of the. Like, and he's fucking back, man. He's back already. Yeah. It hasn't taken him like six months or a year to get back to where. Like, he's fucking firing. He's yeah. killing it. And he looks so good. But what I love about him is, is that that kid, that one you're looking at in that book, that kid with that cowlick, yeah. that bartender dude, he's managed to become like one of the most successful. Like, he's hosted TV shows. He's been on a current affairs news show. He hosted yeah. one of the most popular breakfast radio shows. Like, that kid shouldn't have done it. He's no. he's reinvented it. Yeah. Anyone could do it now because Husey yeah. did it. Because Husey didn't sound like people sounded like on TV. You know, he didn't have the, like, you know, like he didn't look like that. No. If, if Husey can do it, if TV can find a place for Husey, yeah. then it's got a place for anyone, I reckon. That was one of my favourite things of watching before the game because you would just be looking at a whole bunch of dudes who just look <laughs> like someone that... You know, you live next door to them in the suburbs. Right. And they really like footy and they also all, all like dressing poorly. Right. Because they did dress poorly. <laughs> Sometimes you'd be sitting there going, come on, guys, I've seen you out in public. You do heaps better than that. What are you doing? You're on TV. You're wearing a hoodie. Limo. What would your mum think? Jenny will be furious. <laughs> I mean, he's too old to wear a hoodie on TV. He's too old to wear a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, Carl. <laughs> but but you're right. They did sometimes dress the people on before the game. And for our international listeners, you won't know this show, but it was a uh, like a comedy football show, and it was a right. great comedy football show. Right. But they dressed everyone on the panel like they were in a fucking boy band who were back together for a reunion. Right. And everyone everyone said, "No, it'd be good to get back in the old clothes." <laughs> it's like, no, it's not. You guys look terrible. <laughs> When the Backstreet Boys came back, they didn't try to wear the same old fucking uniforms. Right. They were like, let's get something that reflects our past, but yeah. is also age appropriate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to look like that. But anyway, the uh, yeah, Husey's been amazing. And uh, I actually had a moment during the Adelaide Fringe where it was like 9.30 on a Tuesday night and I was talking to Husey and I was talking to a, a, another good friend of ours, Adam Richard, and I was having this conversation. I was thinking, man, there's something really weird going on here. I can't work out what it is. And then I realised it was nighttime on a weekday and I'm talking to two idiots that have done breakfast radio for so long. Right. And then I looked at both of them. Man, they're so happy. Oh, <laughs> they've never looked happier. Right. Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen them happy. That's the thing about breakfast radio. Oh, it's horrible. Like, they bring joy to other people, but it sucks joy out of them. It's unnatural. Yeah. No one's meant to be up that early with firm views. Right. <laughs> 
going to ease into the day. I have no firm views yeah. until 1 p.m. It's right, a rule. that's an appropriate time of the day to right. start putting together some firm views. Oh, I'm going to spend the morning putting myself back together to remember who what, I am. You've got to get out of bed ready to have firm views? Ridiculous. Yeah, that is outrageous. I mean, you've got to ease your way into your views. Yeah, exactly. That's why we do stand up at night. Yeah. It gives you a whole day to get your views in order. Right. I'm, I'm wishy-washy when I do stand-up in the morning. Like, right. Don't get me wrong. Wishy-washy, not a bad gig. Still right. a great still gig. one of the greatest gigs of all time. Never had a bad one. Never had a bad one. That's what they say. <laughs> Any time of the day. Any time of the day. All day hammo, they call it. All day hammo. For many reasons. <laughs> but mainly for gigs. And... The- <laughs> That's what his business card says. All day ammo. For many reasons. In brackets, but mainly Mainly for for gigs. gigs. (laughs) People were wondering why I have business cards, and I say, why not? I'm all day ammo. I'm all day ammo. No time to sleep. Yeah. Except when I'm sleeping. Yeah, that's just a snooze. Yeah, whatever. Still a better sleep than most people. Right. (laughs) Never had a bad one. Never had a bad one. Never had. It's it's been a very lucky career, I think. Yeah. But the, uh, so they're not doing breakfast radio anymore. And it's also, you know what it does is it frees up that part of the brain where you don't have to have firm views on a TV show that you would never watch if you didn't have to. Well, that's the worst thing about breakfast radio. And and anyway. Who listens to this podcast will know. Yeah, I don't have a lot of. Well, I have a lot of firm views, and then I'll spend the rest of the episode explaining why I'm probably wrong about most of the firm views that right. I have, which is a lovely way to look at the world and to be able to explore the world. You have because to question. How can you have firm views? Right. Like we are trying to make sense of something that makes no fucking sense. The the most ridiculous thing in the world is to have firm. Like yeah. it's like a, a bunch of monkeys found like a like a computer. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what humans on the planet are. Right. right. Like, we, we've worked some shit out. Like, mutually, we've all kind of worked out if we bash, like, the keyboard, yeah. it turns on. And then some people are like, well, I have a firm view that it's the H button that turns it on. Right. You don't know. You don't know. At the moment, we're still mashing the fucking keypad. I definitely And it am. turns on. <laughs> yeah. But the guy's like, well, I mashed the Z. <laughs> yeah, you have to mash the Z. That's what it is. Let's have a fight and kill each other. Right. If you're... if. I'm going to kill anyone that disagrees with me on how you should turn on a keyboard. Right. Right. I'm going to annex part of your country. Could not we work together and identify which of the things actually turns it on? No. No. We have firm views. Because if you question my firm views about turning on this keyboard, then that's going to make me question who I am, and I don't have time for that because I'm trying to run this country. Right. I've based my entire life around the fact that when we mash the Z, it turns on the keyboard. I'm... I'm dying for a uh, like a leader, like a world leader to be just asked a question and just say, look, I've got to be honest, I'm not quite up to that. I've been doing lots of other things. Yep. I'm going to talk to a few people that I respect who I think really know what's going on. I'll have a chat to them and I'll get back to you. And if I... I a, I would drop dead because right. I. B, I would think this uh, is the funniest sketch I've ever seen on SNL. Right. And then when I turned out to be a fact, I would go to that country and vote for that person on a regular basis. Yeah, but those people don't get elected. No, for some reason because it's seen as wishy washy. Right. I think that's been part of the problem with Obama in the US. Right. Like is because I I don't know if you've seen him on uh, Between Two Ferns. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's fucking funny, man. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny. Like he's he's got comic timing. Right. And he plays it really fucking straight. Yeah. Like, that's what I loved about it, because that format suits... Like, if people haven't watched Zach Galifianakis' <laughs> Between Two Ferns, yeah. it really rewards the people who don't wink to show that they're in on the joke. Yeah. The whole sketch works better if it does seem like it's real and the other person's pissed off or the other yeah. person's angry or whatever. It's know? made me like some actors that I didn't really have... Uh, a lot of love for watching them on that. If they kind of, you know, know how to nail that. Yeah, I kind of, I came around to Bradley Cooper because of him on that because I thought he was hilarious. I've got to let go of my Bradley Cooper thing. Yeah, I know you have a thing, right? Ah, oh, I just hate him so much from the Hangover movies, but I keep right. seeing him in things, and he keeps being great. He's really good. Oh, uh, he was really good in. I didn't want that to be the case. Oh, Lord, I thought he... They say that our brains are lawyers, not scientists. And what they mean by that is that we don't actually compile evidence and then make a conclusion. We make a conclusion and then we look for evidence to support the thing that we want to say. Yeah. And that's what I'm like with Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Like, I I thought he was an arsehole and I did not like him for reasons I can't even really explain. Yeah. And I watched those Hangover movies and they were terrible and that convinced me he was an arsehole. Right. And then he was, like, good in a movie playing an arsehole and I went, well, probably that's why he's good at it. Right. fucking arsehole. It's the Tom Cruise Magnolia right. theory. It was the role he was born to play. Yeah, he's been working on this for a long time. Right. But now I've seen him in a bunch of stuff and I'm like, 
you know what? He's he's good. Yeah. If nothing else. Yeah. He I get, probably should get over that. He's getting better as well. Like, he's getting better as an yeah. actor. And, you know, he seems to take jokes well. Right. Like, when he has jokes delivered, you know, like, directed at him, he seems to roll with it. And that always wins me over to someone. I, look, he's the kind of guy that if I met him and I had a bad time, I would think, yeah, well, I'm not surprised by that. But I could also imagine saying, uh, we're all going out for dinner, Will. And you're going, really? And I said, no, trust me, he's great. He's awesome. He's you going, know who you should meet? Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Ah, uh, mate, he's a, you, know, you know how he could win me over? Just say he's a fan of mine. That's all I ask. I know how it works. Just bring it up. You, you've worded him up. You just said, look, at I, the start. I've given him just- your DVDs. <laughs> I've given him some, I've given him Gruen. I picked out two episodes of Gruen, one episode of The Glass House, and your cameo appearance on the TV series I wrote the episode of. And then when he says, man, I like all of your work, I'll just watch you go, g'day, Bradley. Oh, oh Bradley. <laughs> Me too. Let's talk about Silver Linings Playbook. And then we'll be out and about, and I'll be saying, oh, yeah, I was hanging out with Bradley, and you'll push me out the way and go, nah, Coops is amazing. We were <laughs> hanging out. We were doing all these things. We relived the hangover, and it was really weird because I hated that movie. But when you're alongside him, it was so much fun. It's really fun. I'm starting a new reality series where I just follow around it's called hanging with bradley cooper (laughs) hanging with bradley cooper who doesn't want that (laughs) you got four seasons and that easy um so i'm growing a beard at the moment that's what i was saying um and the reason i'm growing a beard is i have two two different aims with the show one is for the show to be like good at the start yeah and two it it appeals to fans of mumford and sons right (laughs) i wrote the whole thing on a ukulele I'm at a fringe festival in a tent in a garden. Yeah, you're you're not allowed in if you don't write it on a ukulele. Like yeah. that's part of the registration. Exactly. God, like most of my work went into learning how to play the ukulele. <laughs> right. I only spent three weeks on the show, nailed that, never had a bad gig. But the ukulele, <laughs> five months. <laughs> Have you had ukulele gigs? <laughs> Have I had ukulele? Yeah, hits? since you've learned how to play the ukulele, have you done the, ukulele gigs? Yeah, the there how was. How they gone? Uh, remarkably good, actually. Yeah. Never had a bad gig, even Never in music. It turns out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the 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 gentle <laughs> refrain of the soft wind, which is the name of the song, was like it seemed to appeal to women and men, and I was. I was glad. I thought only women would like it, but the men liked it as well. They said, you know what? It just makes me realise that I'm pretty lucky to know my dad. And I think, well, there's nothing about my father in this, but they all seem to be getting the same message. (laughs) (laughs) So confusing. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, I've got some uh, aims within the show as well. Mm. Things that I want to achieve, uh, like, you know, from the show. And the beard is meant to be a reminder to me that, like, the show's not done. And as soon as the show's done, I can shave off this fucking annoying beard. Is it itchy? It's a bit itchy. Yeah. It's bitchy. Yeah. I, um... It's it's grey as you can see. It's grey, <laughs> yeah. particularly in the oh yeah, it's, it's in like the chin bit. It looks like you've been uh, chowing down on some flour before you went out. <laughs> Just like, oh man, I could really do some flour before the gig. <laughs> oh, he's forgot to wipe his chin. What's with Will's face? Has he been going down on the Pillsbury Doughboy? <laughs> so. <laughs> Imagine getting caught in photos with the Pillsbury Doughboy. No more. You would be. Imagine trying to justify it to your parents. <laughs> oh, I was just hungry. His <laughs> semen tastes like butter. <laughs> like butter. He'd give it a crack too. <laughs> you know how much I love bread. You know how much I love butter and salt. Well, the Pillsbury Doughboy it turns out <laughs> it is delicious. <laughs> There's nothing weird about it. <laughs> Nothing weird about it if Will's you choose. Will's put on a bit of weight recently. Yeah, he's just sucking off the Pillsbury Doughboy yeah. almost constantly. We've tried to talk him out of the relationship. Like, look, he's a lovely guy. I think he's he's got the best of intentions, but he's not good for you. What do you mean? Your cholesterol is through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> this relationship is killing you. <laughs> then the Doughboy's like, I think you're just using me for yeah. the delicious flavour yeah. of my semen. And you look up going, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> Excuse me for a moment. Oh, sorry about that. Let me have a glass of water. What happened to Will? Oh, no, he gave up comedy. All he does now is smoke pot and suck off the Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, It's just one of those relationships. We're just going to have to ride it out. It's almost as bad as when he dated the Hamburglar. 
I hope the dude on Twitter recently who uh, said that he stopped listening to the podcast because we didn't have enough stupid conversations and it got too Oprah Winfrey has tuned in for this episode. All oh, right, yeah. He's <laughs> come back for the hundred. He's <laughs> come back with a vengeance. He's come back with some fucking fellatio on an imaginary character. So, um, that said, Oprah would love going down on the Pillsbury Doughboy, right? Am oh, I right, Lord. guys? She would be into it. Imagine everyone, imagine the gift you'd find underneath the seats. <laughs> Everyone goes, yeah, oh, oh, oh. I don't know, Oprah. Oh. I don't know. Uh, I so my foot in it. Here's the weird thing about the beard, though, because I don't have any big grooming or anything going on either. I've basically just been trimming it so it doesn't go in my mouth. Yeah. And apart from that, I've been really doing no extra sort of work around it because I want to get rid of it. I don't want to get yeah. used to it. I want to get rid of it. But some people like it. Right. Like, that it- wasn't what I was like, because I don't think it does me any favours, but right. some people like it. Right, that's where you're wrong because, you know, you, you, you grow a beard and then it's suddenly like you're hanging out with a uh, whole bunch of people who were the leads in Lionel Richie's Hello because they're all just got their fingers all over oh you and they're God. touching you while you're talking. And Like, it, it's like uh, what I imagine and only a minor version of it, obviously, but it's like what I imagine um, having like a baby bump is. You know, right. w- women who are having babies complain that like strangers will just come up and like rub their tummy. Yeah. Like that's what it's like when you have a beard. Yeah. Like I was at the bar last night and girls were just like ruffling my face yeah. and running their hands through my beard. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. It's funny. I'm not sure if being rugged uh, suits me either, but I get touched so many times that it's like, <laughs> well, you know. Let's uh, take this home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm appreciating this. When I shave it off, I might just like keep it and I can put it on when I go out. <laughs> when you go out, it's like, I'm calling out to you. What are you doing? You've got glue on your face. Just hang on a sec. I'm just trying to get the cheek to stick. <laughs> Stops me getting recognised and it's good with the ladies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Would you... Uh, uh, when you have a beard, do you yeah. could, do you look and you think, okay, well, what happens if I shaved off the bottom of the beard oh, and kept yeah, the moustache? Yeah, yeah. No, I have thought about that. Yeah. yeah. You can get a bit of a Mitchell Johnson thing going. Right. But then I imagine if I was like Mitchell Johnson, who was the Australian fast bowler who uh, grew a moustache for Movember and yeah. then went from being this unreliable bowler who had never lived up to his potential to having the best six months a cricket has pretty much had in history. They went back through the history books and it's honestly, it's a, he's had a season, like he's had a, like a since the ashes started yeah he's had his record over that time is comparable with any of the great seasons anyone right. had ever it's right fucking ridiculous yeah. right and an all-rounder too and he had his mustache yeah the whole time and people wouldn't let him shave it off no. like the public were like don't you fucking dare no. don't you fucking dare <laughs> it is movember all fucking year now when you were playing cricket it is fucking movember because if you shave it off and you are shit again yeah we'll be furious and we'll yeah. lose the ashes but i did actually see it as a question in the paper should mitchell johnson shave up his oh yeah we were doing polls and it was like 97 percent. you know yes uh, don't like uh, no, don't shave it yeah, off. Yeah, don't shave it off. And three percent, yes. And you're thinking, man, that must just be the English people yeah. that live here. That'd be people who just hate Australia. Keep 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 voting. He's he's killing us. We got to make some more calls. I Sharon. mean, it's ridiculous. It was like yeah. Samson's fucking hair. It's like right. So I did think about the idea of what if I did one with a mustache, but what if then it was the greatest show I've ever done, and then I have to keep the fucking mustache. Right. Imagine that would be the next question I'd get asked on some radio show. <laughs> <laughs> would you get Will to shave his moustache? I don't know. His gigs have been, you know, incomparable. So when we have you on the podcast, um, we always like to find out what you've been watching, what you've been oh, into, yeah. Mm. Yeah, what you've been liking, what's been going on. Yeah. What's, what's been taking your fancy? Uh, I have, um, you know, uh, you've talked about this with other people, but it's I'm right. one episode away from finishing off True Detective. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. gosh, I just have loved it. Loved it. Are you? Um, what do you like going into a final episode of something like that? Because you know, with Lost and stuff like that, you were right into all the theories. You're right yeah. into what's what's going on. You know, speculating about what's happening. Yeah. Like, have you been doing that with this series, or have you just been like riding along? Because by the time like people hear this, yeah, like you know, people have had a chance to see the whole series, right? And I've been trying to avoid online like spoilers and stuff like that, so but I have I- read a few people going, well. Maybe this show wasn't as smart as we were all giving it credit for being. Which, oh, really? Yeah, that like worries me a little bit. I look. I think uh, 
I think inherently people are always disappointed when a show finishes because invariably what the show is telling you, all your theories were wrong. Right. So <laughs> it is hard to overcome that because there's play, there's ways that you want it to finish. Yeah. So I try to clear my head as much as possible and and accept what is given to me. And okay. and invariably, it's paid off for me. Yeah. Like, there's been very few instances where I have thought, what the fuck happened? Okay. Dexter. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's such a strain. It was like yeah. it was like. Did anyone remember what this show was about? No. <laughs> then they Apparently didn't. Not. No, not at all. But I'm kind of th- th- this. You might find this interesting, knowing my uh, obsession with uh, the way I enjoy things, is that I kind of don't really give a fuck about the mystery, and I'm more fascinated with how their relationship is going to end. Yeah. And I've lo- and and so the the mystery to me. Uh, is the framework from which we hang the beautiful drapes. And so I've I've enjoyed the mystery, but it doesn't matter what that is to me. What matters is what their final scene is. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's been... It's been pretty amazing acting, and it's like it's such a well-shot and interesting-looking show. Like, nicely paced. Yeah. It's it's like I know the story set in the nineties, but there's this kind of seventies, uh, three nights of the uh, three flights of the Condor kind of uh, aesthetic to it, and flight it's, of the Concords, you mean? A flight of the Concords, yeah. Concords feel. <laughs> yeah, remember that? Uh, remember when they were on the run because they found out secrets about the Russian government? <laughs> it was uh, that should be a gritty. Do you know what <laughs> I would love to see is the next series of True Detective because that's the thing right now they've got to find it because it's going to be a completely different story. <laughs> they should. <laughs> <laughs> The next one should be the dudes from Flight of the Concords. Yes. <laughs> Brett and Jermaine, just Brett yeah. and Jermaine. Just uh, just trying to find out whether they way a really r- ripping song that's right. going to, you know. No, no. In fact, they should remake, like, do kind of like a um, uh, like a psycho shot-for-shot shot remake. Oh, of this one. This series? Yeah. But with the dudes from Flight of the Concords. <laughs> <laughs> Playing it deadpan. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Jermaine would be so good as Rusty. <laughs> He would be so good. I want to see that moment where Brett's in the car going, is this guy ever going to fucking walk quicker? I <laughs> know, oh, they'd be doing it in their New Zealand accents. Oh, yeah, so. I was. Yeah. I'm, I'm no good at accents. I right. didn't want to hurt anyone. <laughs> it would have been offensive. I was watching Ender's Game the other night. I don't know if you've seen Ender's Game. No. Um, but uh, I didn't. I actually, you know what, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It's not. Yeah. It's like if, if you've ever been like, oh, I wish someone would make like a – kind of boring cross between Star Wars and The Last Starfighter. Oh, there you go. Kids. Right. Yeah. It's kind of got that feel. I didn't mind it. Yeah. But um Hayley Stanfield is the young actress who's who was in True Grit. Oh and I've only ever seen her yes. in True Grit and I thought she was great. Yeah, she was good in this. Yep. Like I mean it's all kind of it's all enders. Yeah. Like it's all about enders. Yeah. Um, Enders. Enders. <laughs> Ender. That's the Australian version. The Australian version. <laughs> the, the Enders Down Under experience. <laughs> Enders game Down Under. Like Quigley Down Under. It's <laughs> <laughs> Ender with Tom Selleck's moustache. <laughs> um, Harrison Ford, man, though. Like, I love Harrison Ford. But, right. But why is he still... Like, either try... Yeah. Or... Don't make movies. It's frustrating because I feel like uh, there was the, there was this potential with like when Harrison Ford was nailing it. He was then there were movies like Mosquitoes Coast and Witness, which yep. is my favorite Harrison Ford performance. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and he's not back movies like the Michael Douglas role in Traffic. You oh, know, yeah. he's he's not yep. back some things which should have been where he's at now. He should be an elder statesman who is making these kind of really fascinating... He should be making movies like Robert Redford, right. you know? And he just, like... You you, you know the rumours about how he enjoys a little bit of magic? No, I, I think that's beyond rumours. Right. right, Like, did you see him at the Oscars? Oh, I've holy. never seen a more stoned man in my life. He had to And be. this is from someone who's been around some stoned men. Did you see him grab that pizza? He oh, nearly, my God. He it was tackled. like he was going to eat the whole thing. Right. It was like he was going to make his own arrangements with the kid to bring back some more. Right. It was almost like... I thought I he was going to eat Callista Flock up by mistake. Right. I thought if he... She got the, in the way of like, oh, my God. He if Harrison Ford was in the same room as me and the Pillsbury's Doughboy. Oh, my God. It's it's the front page of the National Enquirer. 
Harrison Ford seen sucking off the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> Turns out Han no longer goes solo. I think the oh, <laughs> that's the headline. I love the idea. That's why he's with Callista Flockhart is because he just needed to be with someone where he could have all the food. <laughs> Indiana Bones. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when, the Lust Crusade. <laughs> when, when this gets and the broken, the Poon. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Come on. When this gets broken and the National Enquirer uses all of these, remember you heard them here first. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I, I desperately want him to be making those kinds of older movies where because he's good. Just something, like, just be good. Just, just someone give him a good role and him yeah. take it and be good in it. Yeah, is that too much to ask? No, because I reckon he could still do it. Yeah, although the evidence is not in your favour saying that because I've seen him in a lot of stuff recently and he's been. Oh, you know what? Okay, no, here. I thought he was okay in uh, 42, the Jackie Robinson story. Have you, have right, you no, seen that? I have not seen that. Um, the Jackie Robinson story, not yeah. the Jackie Robinson story. That was yeah, <laughs> that's a completely different movie. That's <laughs> a guy who ate 42 pies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> like, I'm not talking it down, but they're just different. Uh, yeah, he, he played like the, the baseball manager who got Jackie Robinson uh, into yeah. Major League Baseball. And I thought that was a pretty good performance. I'm yeah. like this, and that's the sort of thing we're talking about. Right. Why can't he just be making a bunch of those sort of things where you're like, oh, Harrison Ford's fucking great in this cool little movie. Yeah, yeah. You know what? He make, needs to make some indies. That's a like independence. Stop making indies. <laughs> stop making indies. Yeah. yeah. Give away the indies and yeah. pick up the indies. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. from Indiana Jones to indie Anna yeah. Jones. That'll be the comeback headline. Yeah, it'll be him and Anna Jones, which yeah. will be a sequel to <laughs> Francis Hart. <laughs> it'll be amazing. But yeah, there, there, there's those actors that you just look at that you just think, come on, I reckon you can still do it. Like I still hold out hope to to want to see Al Pacino in the cinema again. Right. I hold out. Well, what about Harrison Ford and Al Pacino in the next series of True Detective? Oh yes, they can. They can be like the detective your buddies in that one. The New York detective that has to come down to Missouri to work with Harrison Ford. Right, Ben. They have so many differences, but they fundamentally have some things in common, and that's what we want to hope that they can they can make work. One's too laid back, and one's too fucking big. One's too hoo ha, right? (laughs) (laughs) And one's too. What are you doing? What's with this hoo ha? Do you have any pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I've been so stoned for thirty years. I didn't realise I got a ridiculous earring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, someone has to say something. Like you know, someone has to say, hey, "I've got two things for you: earring out, indie in, pendant <laughs> in brackets." <laughs> But yeah, you, you do. You just kind of, I don't know. I hold out hope that these people still have a great performance in them. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a great idea. Actually, a sequel to Witness is the next season oh. of True Detective. And yeah. it's him having to go back into the Amish community to find a killer. Oh. Gets to build a barn. Yeah. Gets to go back and see Kelly McGillis. Right. She's now a lesbian. <laughs> it takes him by surprise. That young boy, Lucas Haas, has grown up. He says, I saw you in the Inception. <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh, I'm, I'm rap. Not many people realise that. It's only in it for a little while. No one around here gets it because they're all Amish. Yeah, they don't. No they, one saw it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not only they're they not allowed to go to the movies, but they wouldn't have understood the layers. They would have I had mean, no idea. the technology idea. would have blown their mind. Hang on. Can which... you imagine? They've never seen television before. Yeah. I'm in a movie called Inception. If yeah. One guy went and saw it on the opening night, exploded. Yeah. Imagine imagine an Amish version of Inception. In the first dream, you churn butter. In the next dream, you're just avoiding buttons. In the next one down, you're just keeping your cool when someone's being rude to you. Like, it's just so many layers. The last one, you're building a barn that holds all your secrets. I would watch that movie. We've got to get into his mind barn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many layers. I love the idea that they can build any universe in their mind. Yeah. But they're still building barns. As well. They're Amish. It makes sense. What's the hook? What's on their clothes? <laughs> when you see this come out by Christopher Nolan, remember you heard it here first. Uh, well, speaking of your love of True Detective and speaking of your love of Christopher Nolan, 
uh, oh, I'm Matthew McConaughey is in the new Christopher Nolan film. I love that teaser. I have watched that teaser heaps. I know I am in the minority, but I think it, it has given me just enough and plenty. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, what's the name of the film? Uh, Interstellar. And what do you think it's about? Well, I reckon there is... I've tried to do very little reading on it, uh-huh. but... Uh, From the teaser. From the teaser. Yeah. Well, I just figured... Speculate based on the teaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, McConaughey has a lot of potential. Uh, He's obviously going to have to leave something behind, probably a way of life that's been holding him back, and that's going to dovetail with uh, technology improving to such an extent that we're going to get back to what we've always been good at, which is uh, discovering new places, and it's going to be... Not necessarily rockets, but it's going to be about uh, traveling somewhere that we've never traveled before using technology that we, which is new. Mm, well, that does sound good. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm I'm already at the first night. I've, I've loved it. Yeah. No, I thought that I thought it was great. I love the music. Hans Zimmer can do no wrong by me, and I, I felt pretty pumped. I felt so pumped that I spent a lot of time looking for a screensaver for my computer, but I couldn't find a good one. So I've got Don Draper for next season of Mad Men. I always like something that's coming up on the screensaver. <laughs> Keeps me going. <laughs> when I get depressed, oh, what's the point? Oh, Don Draper's coming back. So um, how do you feel about the idea of them splitting the final series of of Mad Men? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm kind of against it. I think, uh, I think they'll do a great job with it. Uh, and I guess it does give me an extra 10 months of that of that series because I've loved every episode. I have not, there's not been an episode I haven't loved. And the only reason I haven't bought it on Blu-ray is because I'm waiting to get that complete set that comes with a cocktail shaker and an airtight alibi, (laughs) (laughs) just like Don. Uh, But uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I loved last season and lots of people said, oh, he keeps making the same mistake. And I kept saying, that's the point of the season. It's all building towards that final look that he shares with his daughter, the one pure relationship that he'd ruined. And it gave me hope. (laughs) I was like, Don can come back. Uh, (laughs) I was into it. (laughs) That's interesting. It's because it is interesting to sort of think what will happen with that character because it could go a bunch of different ways. Oh, God, yeah. I've told you my theory. Oh, no, how I would end it. How would you end it? I would. Uh, I apologise if anyone's heard this before, but the way I would end it is the story of uh, would finish in the second to last episode, mm-hmm. and it would finish with Don in a convertible driving west, taking off the shirt and the tie, and it flying back behind him, driving off into the sunset, and then the last episode is just bloopers. It's just bloopers. Just, bloopers. <laughs> just like Roger Slattery walking into a door. <laughs> You know, just all these great moments. People Don forgetting putting a lit cigarette in the wrong end of yeah. his mouth. Yeah, and then go, everyone <laughs> laughing. When they come in to see the body of Lane, he falls off the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you see the final episode of Mad Men? Yeah. I mean, it was unexpected, but hilarious. Yeah, and 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 uh, with Jeff Probst hosting a 20-minute <laughs> conversation at the end with everyone saying, hey, so we all enjoyed Mad Men and the studio audience going, yay. What was your favourite bit? And someone who's a little bit chubby and a little bit embarrassed said, I just think John Hamm is so handsome. Goes to John Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> no one expected that. John Hamm turns the camera. Would you say handsome? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's going to be such a great ending. I don't want my ending now. <laughs> I feel like it cheapens it. No, but then the, the very final episode would be set like 10 years ahead. Uh-huh. And it's a grown-up Sally Draper. And she's come looking for her dad and she finds him and it would be, and the, that would be them coming to terms with everything. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. And it would be a happy ending too. Cause I, for some bizarre reason, even though he has done some heinous things, I have a lot of, uh, I, I, I root for Don in the, in the way that I did not root for Walter White. Right. You That's, know? Yeah. I know. I think that like, yeah, and he has done a lot of terrible things and, right. and he, beca- he, he starts doing more and more terrible things. Right. Cause he's, a, you know. He's on a descent, like you know. Yes. He's, he's going to hit rock bottom, and when he hits rock bottom, he realizes there's a rock bottomer that he can still fucking hit. And yeah, the whole show is about like, is there ever going to be a place where he pulls out of this shit, or is he just going to keep digging and digging and digging? Yeah, yeah. So what I would like to see is that ending. You know, ten years later, she comes to find him, and you finally, oh, they've got some reconciliation. Yeah, and then I'd like to make one more episode set five minutes later when he's banging a friend. <laughs> 
Oh my god! You know what it happens? You know what happens? <laughs> I just. You know what happens? It's like the credits are rolling, and you go, "Oh my god, that was such a beautiful ending!" And then the credits finish, and there, there is the friend running up saying, "Hey, I forgot my glasses," and him saying, "I'm the Don." <laughs> His Don is good. <laughs> Bam! In the cupboard, and you just go, "Well, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like they may have jumped the Don." <laughs> That'll be a new saying. Ah, oh, they jumped the don. <laughs> Why they do that? But I'm, I, I'm, I'm very confident that I am going to love this last season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be good. It's, yeah. it's nice to have a few shows to enjoy, you know, because like yeah. when things like you know your Breaking Bad's or whatever do finish, you kind of like, all right, well, what are the new ones that I'm gonna, yeah, get into? What am I gonna be watching and enjoying? And True Detective, True Detective, that hold to a certain extent came the, out of the, fucking nowhere. Right. I just saw the trailer and went, wow, like that's an interesting trailer with two very interesting actors doing yeah. this. Uh, and then I recorded it and I was away. And so I, I got back and I had a couple of, ep- and, you know, I don't like to watch too many episodes in a row. And it was a real effort to like, I watched two and it's like, no, just stop, walk away from this. Have a think, you know. It's like right. after the fourth episode, that like, those last few minutes, I just kind of stood up, turned everything off, yep. got some snacks, went and sat in the other room, ate the snacks, then had a lay on the bed, got up, then did some Googling, went I straight must, to Alan Seppenwall and had a look. I must admit that because um, I'd been watching it in real time, like because I've been oh, in America. Right, yeah, of course. And like I'm actually watching using it with my Dave. H- I watched it with Dave one yeah. night, but I, I the other nights so I it's been it's on Sunday night, so it was that perfect thing where I just go, all right, well I'm done working, I'm gonna go and I'm just gonna like yeah watch it, like yeah. I'm gonna envelop like myself in this universe and because it it certainly uh, you know is something that you want to pay full attention to at all yeah. times. Yeah, it's great. Oh, you know what else I've been really liking mm. is uh, the Americans. Oh, Did right, you the Americans. You know what? I saw the the first few episodes of it and really enjoyed it, and then it was just a bit hard in the middle of last year to kind of keep up you with it. You have to concentrate on it? Yeah. It's like, it is one that, like, you're like, it's pretty fucking dense. Yeah. But it's pretty... Um, oh, I enjoyed those few Like, it's few pretty, like, sexy and fucked up and, like... Yeah. And, like, you feel like, you know, you're like, oh... Because, again, they're Russian spies. Right. They've made a TV show about... If people don't know the, the, the plot of the Americans, and this is the premise of the show, it's not a spoiler in any way. No. Um... It's about two people who are pretending to be Americans who are actually Soviet spies. Yeah. Like in that era when it was, you know, the biggest you know, thing in the world. The Cold right. War was at it, it's like uh, at its peak, yeah. at its heights. Yeah. It's a world that we kind of don't even really remember now. Although no, with what's we're, happening we're starting with to, Putin and Ukraine Jesus, and stuff like that. We're starting then, to, it's, you know what it's like? It's like uh, the Cold War said, hey, Middle East, yeah. we're still the fucking big boys. Right. And we're back. Yeah. and It's, it's and, like when Hulk Hogan came back to the WWE. Right. You know, like, I'll be You've honest. had some good years, Rock, but it's time for fucking Hulk to come back and start hulking up. Right. All of this shit went down and the, and suddenly I cannot get Sting's I Hope the Russian Will Love Their Children too out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's really full on. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, it's funny. Uh, so, and Kerry Washington is fucking so good in it. Right. And sexy as fuck, which is not something that I ever would have imagined that I would think about her, but the character and the way she plays it and yeah. just the whole story. It's She's like tough. It's such an unexpected story. Yeah. It's kind of a period piece, but it's still yeah. like but it's still kind of modern and sexy and it's in the way they go about it. I've I've been really pleasantly surprised by how much I've enjoyed it. And you know what's interesting is it's a period piece, but it still feels so modern that there are times when in the few episodes that I watched you'd think, well, why don't they just uh, you know use their mobile phones a bit better? And right. you go, oh, hang on a sec. Right. Yeah. No, they can't. No. That's like when you watch the... Oh, you well, they're getting... Like, yeah, when they're out in a field getting a fucking message or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, why don't you just download an app? Oh, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. hang on a sec. <laughs> it's like, have you ever watched Zodiac? by David Fincher yeah of course yeah oh, I, I love that film and you, you watch too. that film and you go wow if like if only they'd had mobile phones they would have caught this guy really quickly right and that's but that's kind of the fascinating but it is one of those of hard it. things I think for modern day filmmakers and stuff yeah which is that thing of going it takes out so many plot the mobile phone ruins so many plots yeah so many things you're like well, why don't they just phone someone yeah yeah, and you actually definitely. have to get around that in some way. The yeah. phone has to run out, or they have to not take their phone, or there has to be some explanation of why the the phone lines have been cut off, or whatever. But yeah. 
It's it's funny also uh, with the way technology is and the way you, uh, cameras are ubiquitous everywhere. It's changed even just simple enjoyment of reading comics. What do you because, mean? Because you know, in the old days, a superhero could live in his apartment and put on his costume and leap out the window, fight crime, go back, and everyone goes, "Wow, it's, it's a good thing that Captain America seems to hang around this area." Right? Uh, don't you think, uh, Steve Rogers? Comic book artist, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you're right. But now because it's right. so ubiquitous, you have to. It's hard for you to read a comic uh, and not have it in the back of your head going, "Why hasn't everyone worked out that that guy is that guy?" Right, because even if they're not looking for uh, for the superhero, right, he'd have enough fans as a comic book artist that he'd have a couple of a couple of mad fans who were taking photos of his house. They're the ones that would get got him. A blog, right? <laughs> yeah, they'd just be like, no, we just love him so much, we're taking photos. Oh my God! He's Captain oh America. Oh my God, he's Captain America! He draws his own adventures. <laughs> but then they'd hang, in, they'd hang out with him, your secret's all right with us, and the Red Skull would find out, and then those kids would be killed, and anyway, I'm going to write that. <laughs> That would be awesome. Hey, you know, the, the first uh, reviews of the new Cap movie uh, are surprisingly uh, rock solid. I Okay, well, I'll say a couple of things about this. Uh, firstly, and we were having this discussion last night, or even today, we, we weren't had breakfast today. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about uh, Marvel films. And how most of them, this is the, the amazing thing the Marvel Universe has managed to do with their films. All of them are okay. All None of them. of them are great. No. I thought The Avengers was great when I first saw it. I've seen it several times since and I'm not sure. I think it's good. It's very good, maybe, it, it, even. It's, it's but, heaps of fun. But it's not great. It's not great. And uh, none of the movies are great. No. In fact, the one that I enjoyed the most is the one I think one of the ones you enjoyed the least, which was Iron Man 3, which I actually thought was really fantastic. But oh. you didn't enjoy that, did you? No, just, uh, you know, it just didn't work for me. But I've kind of gone off... Uh, uh, Danny Jr. a little bit as well. Right. So, you know. No, no, I get that. It's 100% like, Danny Jr. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just found it. Uh, it. But once again, like, nowhere near horrible. Right. Like, I, I didn't have a terrible experience. And so, n- none of them have been fantastic. Mm. So, I don't know why. And I, the first Captain America movie was, was fine. Yeah, it was, was pretty good. good. Yeah, it was a yeah. Super, superhero Indiana Jones period piece. Yeah. But I'm really excited for this next one. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know who I think it might, might be a little bit of Robert Redford. He, he kind of brings some sort of crazy-ass gravitas to the to the film. And See, he, why can't even Harrison Ford be doing one of those roles? I Why can't he be know. like the evil guy in a... I assume Robert Redford's going to be evil in that film. You get that I mean, feeling, right? that's what right? you get, right? Like, you know... I why can't so- Harrison Ford be that in like one of these right. Marvel films? Well, he's going to be in the Star Wars films, isn't he? And yeah. how does that feel? Like Terrible. How, how did you feel about Star Trek 2? Oh, what do you mean? Did you? Oh, we, we, the, 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 the yeah. Did you enjoy it? I feel like I really enjoyed it at the time. Th- this is a bit of the Avengers for me. I feel like I really enjoyed it at the time, yeah. but subsequent viewings, I've been a bit ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think that's my feeling as well. Yeah, because I, th- I don't have any, but I don't have any deep held affection for Neither Star Trek. I was never a Trekkie. No, I, I quite enjoyed the first reboot. I didn't mind the second one. Yeah, I don't have that whole connection to the original Wrath of Khan movie. I don't even have real memories of that movie. Yeah, because you know people were like, oh well, you know, because apparently it was like the same. It's kind of the same movie, but there's like a weird twist. In the it's pl- the fringe version, right? You know. <clears throat> Like I said, I don't know. Like I've I've not I'm not familiar enough with the source material to kind of yeah. like have that level of. So I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, didn't think it was fantastic, but thought it was okay. Yeah, forgettable a bit though. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know why I'm excited about Captain America. I have read the Winter Soldier, like the. Oh, the you comic read that? Book. Yeah, it's I read great. that. You gave it to me, probably. Oh yeah, I did. It's. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it is. It's like reading an uh, a Jason Bourne espionage yeah. superhero. So I wonder because this one's called Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. So I don't know whether they're going to follow that plot. How closely they're going to follow that plot? Yeah. But But I enjoyed the comic book when yeah. I read it. So. Did, did you enjoy the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't think that that is something that I will enjoy. Right, right. It's too... A little bit too winky-winky? Oh, it's just a little bit like... You know, and again, like I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy will be this, by the way. Right. But any of those movies like um, fucking... uh, Men in Black, right? RIPD. Yeah, we're like you know, there's like things that are CGI yep. that are doing comedy. Yeah, I just you're not sure. I'm not sure about it. Does it. have a, a shaved headed blue Karen Gillan in it? It's though. not how I prefer her. No, neither do I. I like her 
with hair. With hair. And, and to be honest, blue. and I hope she's not listening to this. I hope she never listens to this podcast because I've talked about her way too much. No, but it might be good for you. She no, might be. Not in the way I've talked about her. <laughs> I know. I was just trying to uh, but when, her, I Very much her best look for me, which is strange because, as you know, I have a thing for girls with short hair. Yeah. But I think that I, there's, I like her with the long red hair. I think she looks – that's her. Yeah. She's beautiful all the time. Yeah. And I judge her on a lot more than her beauty. No. But I'm just saying that if, if I was going to go – if she was like, hey, if you had I can look any way for you, yeah. it wouldn't be shaved head and blue. Right, yeah, and you know that I makes you conservative. Avatar, so it doesn't. <laughs> never saw the Smurfs film. It's not my look. It's not. I've never looked thing. at someone drowning and got an erection. No, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not into chicks who are prime colours. Does that make me a bad person? <laughs> I was. Uh, it was interesting watching that trailer because I kind of laughed a lot and enjoyed the trailer a lot, and then had exactly the same yeah. uh, reticence. Where you just go, oh, I don't know. And I'm a little bit fascinated with what's going to happen with this uh, next Avengers film. Wait, well, why? Well, Ultron will be, you know, that'll be CGI as well. And it's, uh, you know, it'll be people fighting something that is not there a yeah, little I'm bit. Yeah, I'm never that fond of people fighting a CGI thing. Like yeah, in general. It just kind of lacks a, a groundness or a gravity. You know? Well, I mean, we've talked about this before, but even like in that in the new, the Wolverine, right. the new Wolverine, where it's good until he gets in the fucking robot suit at the end. Right. And then you're like... You know what makes that movie a fucking perfect, well, not perfect, but a, a, an amazingly brilliant superhero film is you've got the big ending. Right. There's a fucking hundred ninjas. Right. <laughs> Imagine having Wolverine where you have right. choreographed this amazing battle where he takes out 100 ninjas. It's like, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's 300. That's, yes, with a hundred. With hundred people <laughs> and one Wolverine. Right. That's a perfect ending. And, the, and you don't need the CGI silver guy because that would be, that would have been so visceral. Oh. A 15 minute wah, 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 fire running through the dark. The, but also would have suited the entire theme of the entire film. The entire film. Because you know what? We already had our one moment that, you know, in the movie, these kinds of films, there's the moment that you will accept. You go, this is for the movie and I will accept that because everything else is playing out. When he threw himself down the speeding train to stab someone, that was my moment. That I went, yep, I will accept that. Right. That could never happen, but I will accept that. That was cool. Yep. And then, no, get rid of Silver Robot Guy. What are you doing? There's a hundred ninjas. I know. I was devastated when he collapsed on his knees. I was like, just cut the ropes. Get the arrows out. You've got a healing factor. Kick the shit out of them. This is going to be a... Oh, boo. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just so close. Right. I loved everything in the lead up. I thought uh, I thought Jackman was great. I thought uh, I loved all the characters. I was I lo- the the little companion. She should have been in on the fight. It should have been Wolverine. Why wasn't she in on the fight? She had a sword. You could have had the other guy with the bow and arrow going. Oh, I've made a terrible mistake. I'm going to help the Wolverine. You know, booyah! Three people up against a hundred ninjas. Where the fuck do you go wrong with that? What assholes having a line of coke, smoking a joint, and looking at this woman with these massively fake breasts and going, you know what this movie needs? Some big fucker in a silver suit with a fucking silver sword. But we've got a hundred soldiers. Not a fuck enough. <laughs> I've got 15 million to blow. And it's either another breast job for her or we put some CGI into this. <laughs> I don't know why it's Rupert Murdoch who's bankrolling this film. <laughs> It was Fox. I was. So that's why. Because it actually was. Damn you, Murdoch! Damn you to hell! You blew it up! It's probably racism because, like, Wendy Deng had left him and he was like, I'm not fucking letting ninjas have much more fucking Asians fucking up my life. She was, my stuff. It was it was either give her that fifteen million or he put some extra CGI in that no one asked for. Yeah, of course you fucked us over, didn't you, Rupert? <laughs> If that's your real name. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, That's good. Uh, Well, we should finish up. Uh, Happy hundreds. I liked it. It's good. Uh, So, uh, people... What a great, what a great moment! It does at the end. You just went, yep, all right, that's good. Yep. Hey, <laughs> I, I did your show on Sunday night in Adelaide because I reckon. I so, what day is it today? It's Wednesday today. It is Wednesday. So I put up an episode today, a bonus episode. So then ninety eight will be tomorrow, yep. which is Thursday, and then ninety nine will be Friday, so Saturday. Oh right. Yep. So it'll be the last so, two shows down at the Garden yep. of Unearthly Delights, uh, eight fifteen. 
come along if you can't get into your show at 8.30. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Saturday night's already sold out. So if you need something oh, to yeah. do on Saturday night, definitely go and see Justin's show. Yeah. Uh, also go and check out uh, Tiffany Stevenson, who was recently on, who's doing a show at 6 o'clock at the Rhino Room. You could see both. Oh, you could see both. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, a Sunday night, yes, I am doing 8.20. There are still some tickets available to that, but... Um, uh, that is the final night of the festival. And if, uh, and I think that the Rhino Late Show upstairs is already sold out. I don't know if the downstairs one on Saturday is sold out, but I can tell people that traditionally, I think the last four or five years, I've closed the right. both the Rhino shows and I haven't done any of the Rhino Late Shows so far yep. this year. So, But I'll definitely do those on Saturday night and you're going to be on and Lindsay's um, uh, going to be on and it, yep. it'll be huge. So, it'll, be, it'll be massive. Yeah, it'll be massive. Yeah, like if you can't get in, don't feel bad about it, but don't speak to anyone afterwards because they'll have had the best night of their life. <laughs> Because, you know what I can guarantee? Never had a bad gig. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Um, uh, at Justin Hamilton. Uh, what, oh, my, my Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. Uh, at, at Justin Hamilton, Hamilton underscore. underscore. I am uh, Will with one L underscore Anderson. Uh, I'm at the Adelaide Fringe, as I just mentioned. Then I'm off to the Brisbane Comedy Festival next week. Uh, a lot of those shows are close to selling out. I've only got six shows all up in Brisbane. So if you want to come and see me in the Brisbane Comedy Festival, only shows uh, in Brisbane for 2014. And then my only shows in Melbourne for 2014 will be part of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I'm at the uh, Comedy Theatre. Uh, I will also be doing uh, Monday nights at the Shelf. And also fan fiction comedy on it as well and set list and a whole bunch of things. It's going to be a busy Melbourne. Justin, your show's playing all of Melbourne as well? Yeah, Tuesday to Sunday, uh, 9.45, Tuesday to Saturday, 8.45 on Sunday at the Vic Hotel. And it's the same show that I've been doing in Adelaide. And uh, The Shelf is having its final season. for it. You're having a break. Just, You're just, just having, having a break, break for a while. Yeah, I, I, but, did, I didn't want to say final season no. and then bring it, and then do a John Farnham, you right. know, or a kiss. No, you're not saying, but it, it just... There, For a some, few months at the very least. There's a the, Yeah, there's some other things that need to be done. Yeah. And so these three will be every Monday night uh, during the comedy festival. At the Toff. At the Toff in town. The 7.30. Toff in town. Starts at 7.30, finishes a on a Thursday. Show. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a wild and a wonderful yeah. night of comedy. So people, please come along and see that. Uh, if you like the show, rate it on iTunes. We always appreciate that. It keeps us up the top of the charts. And this has been uh, the big week I'm trying to release. I had a few weeks off uh, when I had to travel back and start doing my yep. show. So I'm doing a bit of a makeup. I've got some backlogs of shows from the States. So I'm releasing Great. one a day this week. So I hope people have been enjoying that. Some people are like, you're releasing too many. I can't keep up. You don't need to. Listen no. to them when you want. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's podcast. Guess what happens? When it comes up, you've got one in the bank. Yeah. Keep it for later. Maybe yeah. I won't be able to do one for a couple of weeks. Then you'll be like, where's the new episode? Oh my Lord. Come like, on, just, people. It's for free. <laughs> I hate getting angry at the audience at the end of this podcast, but it always happens. <laughs> it's tradition. Uh, uh, all right. Well, happy 100th. And uh, I hope for the guy who said, am I going to do something special? This was enough. <laughs>